You're listening to Do We Like Murder, a segment of the Long Overdue Podcast brought to you by Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. And this month, it is March Madness. I love it. Yes. Not your normal March Madness. <laughs> no, because we don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> no, we don't. You know, everybody said, I bet you're in basketball when I was growing up because you're tall. <laughs> No, I, was like, what? I don't like <laughs> basketball. <laughs> so our March Madness is murder mm-hmm. and other crieness. Yes, <laughs> lots of criminess. Excuse me. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, that was yeah. a great introduction. Um, of course. So, uh, I have a little bit of information about one documentary that I watched. And you have, yes, I have some information on one documentary that I watched. Okay. So we're talking about true crime documentaries. Yes, true crime, and it, mine does not include murder. Mine does. <gasps> <laughs> so. All right. So then I suppose we're going to start with mine and end with like the exciting one. The, which documentary are you going to be talking about? I am going to be talking about the. Don't say it. I'm going to get it. The Tinder Swindler. Yay! Yes, that's it. Have you watched it, Brandon? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, Denise, I know, has watched it because she recommended it to me. Yeah, so I was like, you need to watch this. Yes. <laughs> you need to watch this mess. <laughs> Even after she told me all about the mess, I had to go and watch the mess. Okay, because I didn't tell you how it ended. Yes, that's true, too. <laughs> that is true. I was like, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. You can go watch it. Maybe I won't tell anybody how it ends either. <laughs> we might have some spoilers, but not that spoiler. <laughs> so that you go and watch Netflix. Go watch it. You're welcome, Netflix, it's, it's for really this good. plug. This is like the second time we've been like plugging Netflix. <laughs> I tell you, we need to get some royalties over here. The Send them to Decatur Library Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Or just give me and Dawn, like, unlimited Netflix access forever. For the library. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Tinder Swindler. This is about the app Tinder, which, for some of you who may not know, is a dating website. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of dating websites, and I know that everyone is judged for this or that like mm-hmm. is tinder like just the hookup site um, or is it it's, for it's long-term really also? really well known to be a hookup uh, okay app. yeah okay i was very surprised when looking uh when they were talking about the tinder app mm-hmm. that it would tell you how close that person was to you mm-hmm. that's spooky they are one mile away from you. Mm-hmm. They are outside your door. <laughs> right. Yes. Because, again, it is primarily used for hookups. So, I mean, if you're looking to get down, you're not going to be like, I'm sorry, what, you're two hours away? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like, dude. I've not... lost interest in that. <laughs> Got to be around the corner. <laughs> Just... I'm sorry you left me speechless, Denise. I didn't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it was just surprising to me that I don't know if the other websites do that or not. But, I mean, I know it makes sense. Do you want to date somebody who's close to you? Right. But 
Anyway, okay, so if you were going to be on a dating app, which I've never done before. Yeah, me either. Have you, Brandon? Uh, I dabbled in uh, Tinder because I wanted to... Um, Hook up? No. <laughs> No, I meaningful connections. No, I I, not that either. (laughs) Somewhere in between. (laughs) No, I just wanted to see uh, who would swipe right on me, and if if they were real, and if they were real, and if they were real. And I've got I got a lot of non-real people, and I got a lot of um, uh, a lot of weirdos. So, so it, when you say non-real people, did you actually bots. meet them? No. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Robots? Yeah. So they would just, you would say, hi, how are you? And they'd be like, hey, do you want to see my pictures? And I'm like, nope. uh, what's your name? Oh, my name's Robert. They just, uh, they just don't talk to you at all. Yeah. And they'll just have this automated thing they'll spit out. Interesting. Okay. So I see what you're saying. Fascinating. Hmm. So I forgot my train of thought where I was going with that whole thing about not having been on a dating website before. I don't know. You want somebody close. You want you want to date somebody who lives near you instead of like you said, two hours away. Right. Like why, if you're going to select somebody, would you search two hours away unless you really didn't want to see them very often? Right. <laughs> Do the long distance thing. Yeah. yeah. And typically you don't want to start out with that if you don't have to. Oh, they could be worth it. They could be worth it. That's very true. And there's so many people on that app, though. But there's just one <laughs> fish in the sea for <laughs> one you. One soulmate. <laughs> oh, with as many people as you have right now, I'm sure there's plenty of soulmates for each individual <laughs> <See>? person. <laughs> so what I'm wondering is, would you make a decision to date somebody Based on how much money they make, no, or how much money they have, is that a factor? Yeah, if they were rich and they like me, yeah, I'd be like, you, of course, you look pretty. <laughs> wow, but um, if that was a joke, I'm but kidding. if they were <laughs> poor, <laughs> you'd be like, who cares? <laughs> Move along. <laughs> no, no, Megan Meg was poor and she's really pretty, so and there you go. So, did you? Okay, I'm not going to go. Oh, no, I met, I'm, I met her playing a video game. That's right. You told me that. Mm-hmm. So still online. Right. Just not through an app. Right. Yeah, just not dating at all. We just ch- talking. Chit-chatting. Chit-chatting. I'm sorry. The whole chit-chat thing made me start to think along the lines of the way people say different things. Mm-hmm. Like um, gal terminology. Do you all say that? Mm-hmm. That gal no. No. Do no. you say, uh, I don't know, this is so random. What's you say mine? y'all? I say y'all. The president last I night. I say y'all. Yeah. The, the president last night said something. I was like, really? You just said that? That was very like galish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like along those same lines, and I can't remember the word he used, but I'm like, oh, that's really interesting that he said that. <laughs> very was it cash. one of those moments that was like, the president is just like me? Or. <laughs> No, it's like, you should be above that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it real right now, Mr. President. <laughs> okay, so Tinder Swindler, the dude, is rich. The girl. I don't want to say she's not, she's not poor. 
she's making it. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't need money, but who wouldn't take money if you had it or well, ha- people were offering to? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about when we were talking about Anna Delvey. You know, mm-hmm. someone's going to offer you a trip. You yeah. Know, all paid, whatever, let's go. Yep. You know, you can't afford it, but they can clearly afford it and they're inviting you along. So okay. So let's get some etiquette here cleared up. Because if somebody invites you out to dinner, do you assume that they're going to buy you dinner? Me personally? No. It's, it's more of a modern thing to not assume that they are. Yes. So. Okay. So if somebody were to invite you on a trip, you would assume that you're paying your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, actually, it would be like, hey, you want to go on a trip? And then the first things out of my mouth would be like, money? No. I can't afford that. Yeah. No. But see, and that usually leads to the, oh, no, don't worry about that. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. Yeah. Like, going into a trip with anybody without that being explicitly stated. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I'm paying for my trip. (laughs) So not only did she go on a trip with this person, it was the first night they met Mm -hmm. and she goes on his private jet. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Which I'm thinking, okay, that's really great. But wherever we land, if we don't hit it off, then guess what? I got to get home and I need to make sure I have the money to get home. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they thought about that. Mm. In addition to the fact that they may have been raped or whatever else. Human trafficked. I'm like, this is (laughs) easily human trafficked. I wouldn't get in a car with a stranger. So why would I get in an airplane Mm -hmm. or a boat or anything else with a stranger? I don't know. Sometimes you just have a feeling, I guess. I have a complaint. About? I can't believe they took uh, a private jet. That's a lot of gas. (laughs) It is. You know how rich people are? They don't care about that. (sighs) They don't care about gas or environmental <laughs> needs or anything. No. Just do what they want. That's right. It is about what they want. So uh, the dude, do you remember his name? Cause I don't. I, I don't remember names. This is really bad because you need to know his name, especially if you are on Tinder. Do not hook up with this dude. Oh. Not even just hook up. I mean, just don't even. Is it swipe left? Yeah, swipe left. Yeah. yeah. Swipe left. <laughs> Make sure you do that. He was very, um, very engaging with the ladies. Simon Leviev. Oh, that's right. Because the last name was a tie to the diamond mm-hmm. business owner. So he was the son of a diamond. I don't. There are no clean diamonds, so it's already sounding bad. Yeah, well, exactly, and that's kind of what he did. Like he used the fact that there are no such thing as clean diamonds in his favor. Hmm. Yeah. So he was. He was the son of 
what would you call him? A diamond baron or what? I mean, what is the word for that? A diamond baron sounds cool enough. It does sound cool, <laughs> doesn't it? That's the name of this episode, actually. Did you know that? I didn't. No. That's fantastic. <laughs> you guys are so great. So, I mean, thinking of the fact that you are in uh, conversations with somebody who is connected to the diamond business sounds really great. Mm-hmm. I mean... Doesn't that sound cool? This person is interested in you. No? Diamonds? No. Why? Not, that's Tell not cool. Tell me about your diamonds. No. Nope. <laughs> Tell me about your diamonds. No. Nope. And, so, and someone could be connected in the chocolate business, and I'll have the same thing to say to them. You're not cool. Get out. You're not cool. <laughs> too many people die for diamonds. And too many children are enslaved for chocolate. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my gosh. Probably also for diamonds, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, so that's not where we're going with this. I know, but I feel like y'all, y'all have we some Debbie Downer things to bring up. So yeah, yeah. we need to. Oh, yeah, you got to <laughs> pull out the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw that in there. Pull it out because if these ladies had that thought, they wouldn't have been in the situation mm-hmm. that they're in. Okay, so dude is very engaging. He's, you know, I guess handsome enough. He's got money. Takes her mm-hmm. out on a f- flight. Took her to where, like Paris or something? Like a, it was, they, they flew somewhere. Yes, somewhere took her to fancy. Tennessee because yeah. they, no. she was in. I want to say she was <laughs> no, in. I did not take her to Tennessee. <laughs> well, she was in Denmark, I think. Mm. Uh, a couple of the ladies were, and one was in uh, Norway. I don't know. They were set, they were over across the pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the first one. I think she was in London. It could be she was in London. Yeah, Paris is too close then. They went somewhere farther, I think. Yeah. They? Yeah, they had to have gone somewhere farther. Um, but yeah, it was just like, let's go on a date. And so then he flew her somewhere else and yeah, they had a very nice date. They did. They had a great time. And um, she fell for him and she thought he was falling for her because he would send these really fantastic texts mm-hmm. that, oh, I miss you. And, and little voice memos. Yes, um, but no surprise, he was not the catch <laughs> that he claimed to be. So Simon started, um, he said that he had people after him because of the whole diamond business, that there were people, he had a bodyguard, whose name was Peter, I think, mm-hmm. and they got in this fight and he sends her text messages with his face all beat up yeah, and pictures and everything. Yes. And Peter's face was all beat up and it looked really bad that they were in the hospital mm-hmm. and in an ambulance. Yeah. And they, people were after them and he couldn't get access to any of his money. Imagine that being as rich as you are and you ha- don't have access to any money at all. Because your enemies are going to come get you. They're tracking your credit cards. If you were that rich and you had that much money, you should have cash on you. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> on your private jet. Yes, right? <laughs> so your jet. Have a stash, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Gosh. Um, so, yeah. What was your thought? You were going to say something. Oh, no. No, I'm just... Um I'm just trying to live inside this story because it's baffling. Right? I know. Well, as soon as you say, 
he doesn't have any money. You know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he would like be in a relationship with him. Like it was a like a long burn because he would, you know, date them, fly them here, there, see them. And then you suddenly get to a point where, oh, we should move in together. So you start looking for an apartment. And you think this is a real relationship. Then suddenly this happens. However, they weren't dating that long. It no, was like it was pretty three quick. weeks to a month or yeah. something. It was, yeah, it was still pretty quick because she didn't know anything about him, really. Um, but yes, you're right. They were about to move in together. And so then he calls and he's like, okay, I need some money to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. And she gives it to him. She um, wires him money. And then a couple days later, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm laying low in this hotel or more. doing whatever. Yeah, because I mean, he couldn't. She couldn't give him like tens of thousands of dollars at the drop of a hat. No, you know, she was like, "Here's what I've got," which is <laughs> you right. Know. And then, so he asked a few times, and then she's like, "How am I going to get this money? How am I getting my fiance or whatever? You mm-hmm. know, how am I going to do this?" And so she takes out a bank loan and sends him money. Hmm. I know, and. And American Express, she um, had to increase her limit so that he could use her card. And um, American Express actually called her and said they kind of blocked the card. They didn't want him to use it because she wasn't there with them. And I mean, it was just this whole thing. Uh, Hello. Now Mm -hmm. we know why. People do this all the time. They're a little bit more apprised of this kind of stuff than, mm-hmm. I mean, what is going on in your head that you're not suspicious of people? Yeah. I would just right off the bat, if I was on a dating website and some multimillionaire is like, hey, girl, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not a real person. <laughs> what are you doing on Tinder? Yeah. Yeah. And then to be like. I need money. Uh-huh. I feel like, well, that sucks. You should call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I don't really know what you think I could do for you. You should call your dad. Keep I can't call the- my dad because they're tracking it. You want me to call your dad? <laughs> you need to keep this in the family. <laughs> that, that's all I can do. I I'm can, not I related to you dad. yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually ended up making her an employee of this company so he could give her a pseudo check to so it would seem like she was making a lot of money and so um, then they increased her credit because mm-hmm. they thought she was making all this money yeah and she wasn't she wasn't making a dime from it um so anyway um then he uh, is somewhere and he runs into this other lady and oh everything's all smooth and they end up being friends because they really didn't hit it off, mm-hmm. but they were really good friends. And um, they ended up getting together and going to flying somewhere and with him. And he did have a girlfriend mm-hmm. at this point. And they went out partying and they were partying on this other lady's money that she was taking out from the bank mm-hmm. and increasing her limit for mm-hmm. Um 
thankfully, she got a little wise and was like, okay, this is not happening. Because he, he got mad at her and said, why are you doing this? Why are you, um, why can't you send me money? I need money now. Mm-hmm. And she, she was like. Yeah, because it was the same scam. Yeah. After a bit, you know, they went on this trip. He paid for everything. She thought he was rich. Mm-hmm. And then he turns and does the same thing. Sends her the same pictures of Peter all banged mm-hmm. up and so on. And my enemies are coming to get me and yeah. so on. Thankfully, some somehow the FBI had gotten involved because... Uh, um, she called I think she ended up calling American Express and telling yeah, the them, first girlfriend yeah yeah and and they were like okay we think that this is a thing that he's been doing this to a lot of people mm-hmm. and so they were on his trail already so it was good so she started getting on Facebook didn't she or whatever she, on Instagram um, so once she figured out that she was being scammed um, she you know avoided her creditors for a while until it just became too much for her. And then like she finally answered the phone when American Express was, you know, calling her about mm-hmm. her lack of payment and she just told them everything. Yeah. She was just like, you know, because she had lied to them about all kinds of things. And so she was just like, yeah, told them everything. They had been investigating him already. Um, and they came and talked to her and then she decided to contact a newspaper or a magazine or something like that. And she was like, I know that people are going to think that I'm stupid and they're going to make fun of me, but that's how he keeps getting away with it. Mm-hmm. If he's been doing this for so long, no one said anything. No one's gone to the police. No one's gone public. So he's still on Tinder p- pretending to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And so she did it. She contacted someone and did an interview and was all over the place, shared it on Instagram and and they did some good research. They went actually and found where he was from. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, can you believe it? He is not the son of whatever of a his diamond. Name yep, Baron. Baron. <laughs> That's what we're using. Our Baron. <laughs> that sounds very um, romance novelish, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it is tender. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and then with that interview, the second girl saw it and was like, I need to say something too. Mm -hmm. And so she went public as well. However, he contacts her. She knows something. She's been warned about him. And he calls her. And will you meet up with me? And then the whole you know i need money Mm -hmm. and he wanted i think something like thirty thousand dollars and she's like i don't have that money and anyway so they end up getting together they fly somewhere and um she knows that he's this wanted person Mm -hmm. and that they're after him (laughs) and they're actually being um trailed or surveillance what do you call that Survey. They're not being surveyed. <laughs> Sur- surveilled? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe. That sounds uh, good. Thank you. 
Thank you for buying my words that I make up as I go. <laughs> well, you are a library director, so. Uh, so I get to make up words? You get to make up words. I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> great. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, I don't want to be a spoiler, so I really think you should go and watch. Oh. Oh, you're you're dying over there, aren't you? You want to know? <laughs> nah, I'm, I assume justice gets served. So if justice doesn't get served, then uh, uh, ladies on Tinder, good luck. Yes, beware of Mr. Simon. And I'm sure he's going by. Well, no, I don't think he would be going by a different name. Let me just say, it is a movie documentary it's like only an hour and a half mm-hmm. so it's not a series or anything that you have to really commit your life to you can just watch it mm-hmm. and actually you can probably skip halfway through it <laughs> and just watch the end watch the end i'm not going to spoil it this is really hard for me because i really want to spoil it i know i really want to tell you so make sure you go on to netflix and watch that's all i gotta say the tinder swindler tinder swindler yep only an hour at a time. <laughs> All right, Denise is up. Tell us what you got. Okay, so I was watching The Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And that one is a series. So every episode's about someone different. Let me just say, have you ever had a roommate? Uh, yes. <laughs> How did that go? Eh. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It was all right. So, um... I was about to get kicked out of my apartment and I had a, um, a physical fitness instructor, um, or trainer, uh, who was training me. And I went in, um, one day and, uh, I just got really emotional. He he was asking me what's going on. And I told him I was about to get kicked out and he, he said he had a place and he had a room, extra room. Uh, and he offered me like $150 a month for rent. Dang. To until I got back on my feet. Uh huh. So so yeah. it worked worked out. Oh yeah, he was great. Nice. Really nice guy. Okay. So you were the roommate, and there was additional roommates as well. Oh. It wasn't just me. Yeah. But he was my roommate still, even though he owned the house. He's still my roommate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I I was not very successful with roommates. Very short amount of time, but. Okay, let me just say, <laughs> roommates like are like yeah. <laughs> I don't encourage anybody to do roommates. No. Oh. I mean, it's like, really, I know sometimes you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared. Oh, it's just a bunch of uh, Christian men helping people out. That was, that was the household I lived in. They I am so glad that you did have that. That was they're really nice, good people. Yeah. And I know that there's probably some out there. Everybody right. else I know, have they have not had good experiences. And oh. the friendships have been ruined. Mm. And yeah. That's unfortunate. It is. So, anyway, continue. Okay, so the worst roommate ever. Each episode's about a different uh, situation. Mm -hmm. The first one, the first episode was about Dorothea Puente in Sacramento. Might not know who Dorothea Puente is, but in the late 80s and early 90s, she was very well known uh, because she was this little old lady. I'll look at this picture. She was this little old lady. Aw, okay. Um, and she ran a boarding house f- 
for homeless people, people that had alcohol problems, drug problems, or mental illness. Wow. Um, and she would, social workers would bring, you know, people to live with her and she would feed them and take care of them mm-hmm. and you know, get them on their feet and so on. Um, turns out that she would get them to sign over their social security checks to her and uh, to administer it because you couldn't they couldn't really be trusted of course yeah um why does it always come down to money it's always about the money don't ever give your money away don't ever (laughs) sign your money away i mean this is america (laughs) so give brandon all your money (laughs) i am so sorry i am very selfish i am not well yeah no it was like signing my someone's like i need money oh sucks you want me to call your dad (laughs) that's that's the response you get from me and thank you because my dad would take care of me just so you know (laughs) yeah i don't i don't have uh access to funds enough um as much as i want to give i want to give a lot yeah i don't have that much funds so so, That's so sweet, Brandon. Yes, it is very sweet. So in the late 80s, um, a social worker went and talked to Dorothea about um, a homeless man who had mental illness issues. His name was Bert. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody really liked Bert. He was such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And big teddy bear kind of kind of dude. Um, and... Um, the detox institution that was close to him was actually letting him stay there, even though he wasn't an alcoholic, because they just liked oh. him so much. And so mm. they were like, "If we got a bed, you can have it." Mm-hmm. And so he was there, and you know, the social worker like went and talked to him and was like, "You know, what if I could get you into a house?" And so at first he was kind of like, "No, but I like it here. You know, everybody's nice." And she was like, "Well, you know, let me see if I can get you into a house." And so she talks to Dorothea. Dorothea is, of course, all super sweet and nice and says, yeah, you know, of course. So Bert goes and he likes it there. Mm-hmm. He's all doing really well and he seemed to be flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the social worker would check up on him regularly, make sure he was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she called the house one day and asked Dorothea if she could talk to Bert. And she tells her that Bert uh, went to Mexico. There was some kind of fiesta going on, and so he went to Mexico. Bert um, was from Costa Rica. Okay. So it's like, who does he know in Mexico? Yeah. Mm. And so that was the story first. Uh-huh. Went to Mexico. Was there. Then when she calls back, well, wants to talk to Bert, he went to Utah. She changed her story. Like someone, no, he came back from Mexico. Oh, and then okay, like a family member came and decided to take him to Utah. Mm-hmm. And the social worker was like, "That really makes no sense because there's so much to see in Utah. So much to see it's a in Utah. Tourist attraction. Also, you know, his family has not been around for decades. Yes. Suddenly, some unknown family member just shows up and is like, "Let's go to Utah." Yeah. Let's go out into the wilderness in Utah. Mm-hmm. And he okay. says yes. That's also. But the, yeah, there's also that. <laughs> that. He was just like, yeah, let's go. So she calls back again. Still not back from Utah. She doesn't know where he is. Doesn't know if he's coming back, but Bert's gone. So there was another guy living at the house. 
um, that the social worker knew mm-hmm. as well. And so she asked him, like, what's going on? What happened to Bert? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Bert's gone. And she was like, where did he go? And he was like, I don't know, but Dorothea's been digging holes in her backyard. Okay. <gasps> so the social holes worker, p- plural. Uh huh. And so the social worker is like, okay. So then she calls the police. Uh huh. The police are like, who went now? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so they go over there and they talk to her. Um, and the cop that talks to her is like. This social worker is on me. <laughs> like, uh-huh. so, like, where's Bert? <laughs> like, she won't leave me alone. Uh-huh. Like, where is he? Same story. Went to Mexico, came back. Family member picked him up. They went to Utah. I don't know where he's at. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, okay. So the police started asking people in the house, mm-hmm. you know, like, when was the last time you saw Bert? You know, has anything weird been going on? Everybody told basically the same story. Mm-hmm. Bert went to Mexico, came back. Someone, a family member came and picked him up and they haven't seen Bert since. Okay. Except for the guy that had told the social worker that Dorothy had been digging holes. Okay. He was like, oh yeah, no, Bert went to Mexico and he was like writing something. And he was like, yeah, nope, went to Mexico and family member. And then he was like, just this little piece of paper there. And it just said... She wants me to lie to you. Wow. And so they were like, okay. So then they're like, come with us. So they took him out of the house, uh-huh. took him to the police station. And that's when he was like, I don't know what happened to Bert, but I'm pretty sure he's buried in the backyard. Wow. And so they were like, okay, they don't really have all that much probable cause. Uh-huh. Um, so they go back. And they ask her, mm-hmm. can we look around your house? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. So they go in. They look around. Um, they find out that she is actually on federal parole. Ooh. For? For <laughs> uh, drugging people and then stealing their belongings, stealing their money. Ooh. So... Um, she had all, she'd actually done a lot of things. So, first of all, the social worker didn't do her job. Well, nobody knew. This person. Was, so, Dorothea had been married like five times. So, her last name changed uh, a lot. Okay. No one knew she was on federal parole. And this was the 80s. So, it's True. not like everybody had like a central database that they were just like, Dorothea Puente used to be. Yes. <laughs> good point. Good point. Okay. And so, whenever she would get arrested, she had a different name and it was in different places. Um, so she had gotten arrested way early on for being a prostitute and running a brothel. Wow. And then, um, then after she got out of jail for that, she started dosing people claiming she was a nurse and was taking care of all these elderly people would dose them, steal from them, steal money, jewelry and all that. Got caught for that. Went to prison for a couple of years, got out on parole Married a bunch of times throughout, last name changed, so on and so on. Just sweet little old lady. Sweet little old lady. Um, she used the last name Dorothea Puente. Mm-hmm. I think that was her fifth husband. And she's not Hispanic. 
But because her last name was Puente, she rode that horse pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Was giving money to different Hispanic uh, charities and doing a lot of work for the Hispanic community. Uh-huh. But to further her, like, sweet old lady act. Uh-huh. So the police go and ask her if they can search the house. Uh-huh. And she says yes. And then they think they're going to get her with a, we know about you being on parole mm-hmm. uh, and you're actually in violation of your parole. Uh-huh. The parole officer, her parole officer goes with them. And so she looks right at him and she's like, I'm in violation of my parole. Cause they were like, so what exactly are you doing? Like running here. Uh-huh. And like, she just flat out was like, I'm in violation of my parole. Cause she wasn't supposed to be running any kind of thing that involved like having to take care of anybody. Well, yeah. To the pretending to be a nurse and, dosing people and so on and then to sign sign over your checks to me Uh uh-huh yeah okay so they were like okay wow (laughs) just right off the bat with that Mm -hmm. so she lets them search the house they don't really find anything and they're like okay well you know thank you for letting us search the the premises as they're about to leave they're like oh one more thing can we dig in your backyard and she was like yeah like sure Really? Uh-huh. And there was three of them. And so she was like, oh, you only brought two shovels. Here, use mine. Oh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so criminals are never smart. Well, I think she was she was really banking on the, I'm this little old lady. They're not going to believe that I, you know. Mm-hmm. And she runs a house full of drug addicts, alcoholics, mentally ill people. Yeah. So it wasn't me. <laughs> look at me i'm so old and good small. points it must be somebody else in somebody the house. else must have done it oh. so they start digging um and they find i believe it was a total of seven bodies seven three ladies and four men well, that's like? that is how yes yeah. goes three yes but i couldn't remember if are... it was three ladies <laughs> oh, okay. four men <laughs> <laughs> like how many gotcha. how many of who <laughs> how many of who it was so she's a serial killer she is a serial killer um so she looks like this tiny little old lady um it turns out she would tell people that she was 65 uh-huh. 70 years old um at the time that they found these bodies she was in her 50s no way so she like totally made herself look like an old lady yeah or old lady clothes old lady glasses even kind of hunched over a little bit even though she does look like she's older uh-huh. though holy cow. yep um but no she she was not that that old so they take her to the police station and they're like so, like, we found some bodies in your backyard. Mm. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, could you could you tell us a little bit about that? And she's like, I don't know. Did this used to be a graveyard? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. You know, and, you know, some they were like, well, we kind of think you do know because uh-huh. you've had these people sign over their, their social security checks to you, you know, and she was like, well, yeah, but to help them administer their money so they weren't out there like buying drugs and so mm. on. And they're like, yeah, but you've still been receiving their social security checks when you're saying that they're no longer there. 
And then we find them in your backyard. So what's up with that? Mm-hmm. And so the entire time she is like, I didn't, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. I don't know how they got there. And so at some point she asks if she's under arrest. Mm-hmm. So then the cop goes and talks to you know his supervisors and it's like, can we hold her? And I'm like, we really don't have any direct evidence that says that she did these things. Mm-hmm. So we really can't put her under arrest. Mm-hmm. So he goes back in there and he's like, no, you're not under arrest. And she's like, okay, well, I just want to go across the street to that cafe over there. I'm meeting my nephew over there. And they're like, okay. So he like walks her across the street to the cafe, watches her walk in, you know, again, not really allowed to arrest her. Mm -hmm. So he goes back, picks up a shovel and keeps doing, keeps doing his thing. And then they find that there was seven bodies back there. So then after that, his supervisors are like, okay, we need to arrest her. Where is she? Mm -hmm. She's at the cafe over there. She's not. (laughs) She was not. She ran. Of course. (laughs) I mean, her, like, I'm a little old lady routine just kept working. Yeah, I guess. Because they thought, you know, where's she going to go? Yeah. And so she disappeared for a brief moment. Um, She was, she went somewhere else and... Did she clean out her bank account? And oh yeah, her her little purse had like three thousand dollars in it. Oh, <laughs> he did. The cop didn't know it at the time. He found out about it later. <laughs> so when he looks at pictures now, he's all like, "See how that purse is all bulgy there? Yeah, that's like three thousand dollars in there." Wow. So she's off somewhere else, hitting the bars, and not well, even running, running. Oh shit! To get out of know. town, she goes to the bar. No, she's got to find someone else so she can change her name. <laughs> So runs off different. She's off somewhere else and is at a bar, meets a guy and chatting him up and they make like a plan to see each other the next day. He's at home and he's like, God, she seems so familiar. Like, where have I seen her? Mm -hmm. And then it finally all connects that he's all like, I know who that is. So he calls the cops (laughs) (laughs) and they go and pick her up. They fly to, I don't remember where she was, but they fly to her, pick her up, take uh-huh. her back. Um, on her way back, so they're escorting her to the airport, and there's media all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tells the media, she's all like, I didn't kill anybody. The social security checks, yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is federal crime anyway. Yeah, and then she was like, and she was like, used to be a good person <laughs> i was just like okay not i am oh I no no to she be. used to be a good person not according to her record no right. she's no i'm <laughs> like i don't think she was ever <laughs> like she started out young young um so they take her back she goes to trial and um she gets convicted of three of the murders and the rest were all deadlock. So there was no. Um, Couldn't confirm it or there wasn't enough evidence. Well, yeah, the, the jury wouldn't like they found her guilty on three of them. And then the rest of the counts, they could not come to an agreement. So. So she did three of them and there's other bodies in her uh-huh. yard, but they can't agree that she killed those. Well, it was one guy that pretty much 
early on was like that he was not going to vote to convict her for any more than three crimes. You're kidding. Little old lady act. Like he bought it. Wasn't going to send this little old lady to prison for. And I'm like, she's still going to be in prison forever. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if she's a little old lady. She's uh-huh. a little old. Yeah. Lady. But she really yes. wasn't that old. She wasn't but that still, old. still three Wait. counts is still enough to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she ended up in prison. Um, there's a couple of very interesting things that you can find online. Um, someone had written to her and they corresponded for a while. She has this very elaborate idea of what her life once was. Like she's got all these stories, like how she knew the Kennedys and the Reagans and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also claimed to have had cancer like a million times. And yeah, yeah. So sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's sad that she portrays that not because I don't (laughs) think she's had it. Oh no. Yeah. No. Uh, she did eventually die of natural causes in prison, but oh. she like she was in there for for a very long time. But someone was writing to her, and she um, you know told them a little bit about her life story and shared recipes mm-hmm. with this person, and they made a cookbook. Oh, there's a cookbook that makes me. <laughs> I, I couldn't eat anything. <laughs> I couldn't. Well, she didn't cook anybody, Don. Well, that's what she says. Get a she, pound of ground beef. I would be thinking that she would ate them. Sorry, that's just where my mind went. <laughs> I could not. Yeah. I would be very interested to see what some of her recipes are. But. Yes. Yeah, she. Like, she was a lot of things. I don't think she. She was considered a bad cook, but <laughs> yep. Wow. So, yeah. So this was this on was what show again? Uh, worst roommate ever. Worst. This roommate was the first ever. episode of Worst Roommate Ever. I think that was a really good episode. It was of, of the Worst Roommate, not Bert. No, the whole thing about Bert made me so sad. Yeah, because he wasn't, you know, violent or anything like that. He had schizophrenia. And so everybody liked him. Everybody liked him. People let him stay in places that like he really wasn't supposed to be at, but because they thought he was, you know, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder what Ernie thinks about this. I've been dying to say that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> when she first mentioned Bert. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. The social worker I'm sure felt very guilty about that because she basically convinced him to go and Dorothea came highly recommended like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't like she was just like oh yeah go live here well and what's interesting is she didn't get caught on the other ones nothing ever came up with the other six people who were buried in her backyard well the jury like I said refused to convict her only because that one guy like refused to to vote conviction on right but what i'm saying is there was nothing ever brought to the police before this last one oh yeah yeah because i mean she picked people that no one was going to be asking questions about 
homeless people. But then she was able to convince the people in the house to not say anything about Bert. I'm sure she did that about the other people, too. Mm -hmm. How can you manipulate somebody to do that? Well, I mean... Of course, if I guess they're drug addicts and all that kind of stuff. Well, and also, like, you don't want what happened to Bert happened to you, now do you? No, I don't. So I'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go find me another house. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was homeless before this. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, I mean. Wow. Oh, I've been studying too much D&D. All I had was a and d joke saying her charisma score must be really high. Oh. So well, it was definitely her old lady disguise. Yeah. People just, you know, believed her and believed that she was this frail little old lady. And. So we have somebody manipulating that they're a rich dude mm-hmm. and another lady convincing that she's old and mm-hmm. nice and yep, all that stuff. All right. Don't trust people. That's where we're going. Right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I trust y'all. <laughs> I know you got my back. I got yours. Good. I mean, <laughs> and we have it recorded now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she, with this reporter, she talked a lot about all of her, like, crazy stories of all this, like, great, wonderful life that she had before. But I mean, mm-hmm. she claimed she was a rocket. Like, yeah. There's got to be proof of this somewhere. Oh, they totally looked and they're like, yeah, there was no. Nothing. Nothing. So she's just she's just lying. She's a liar. She's just a liar. Oh, just likes to sit and spin these stories, and yeah, just make it seem like she's just this little old lady. But all right, well, here's the cop that brought her, that went and dug around in her backyard. Oh, and so like the house was uh historical victorian uh-huh so it can oh, be nice torn house. down or anything like uh, that so it's still standing oh vacant i probably not it was a really nice house oh really <laughs> it's a really nice house um so all the the bodies were moved though i'm assuming right uh there was nobody in the basement or underneath the concrete not wow, that they that found nice it's a nice house it's a nice house Yeah, before she started taking in people into her boarding house, she pretended, like I said, to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. So she would um, basically be, like, in-home care. Mm. And so she would go visit people and so on. So she had, like, this little medical bag. She had absolutely no training at all in any of this. She was just a liar. Um, And she would go and dose people and steal from them. Um, She met... A woman who worked at a pharmacy. Uh-oh. And they became friends. Uh-huh. They became really good friends. And then they wanted to... She, Dorothea, wanted to open up a, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about it. And so they went in on it together. And um, cause, and then her, the pharmacist, her husband died. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to be alone. So then she moved in with Dorothea. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And then suddenly she started to get sick. And then she died. But she wasn't in the backyard because she just died. She just died. Yeah. Yeah. And she hadn't gotten there 
to to that point yet. Got it. So she kills her friend. It was her her friend. Um, her son went to go visit her every day, and so he thought that Dorothea was a nurse and that you know she was taking care of his mom. And then he went over one day and she was drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. and he was like, "That was really weird because my mom didn't drink alcohol." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, Dorothea made me a drink to calm my nerves." Um, the restaurant went under, and so she wasn't like basically she lost all all her money, mm-hmm. and then. She died. And she was dead. That's so sad. So when they found out about, because they were very suspicious. They were like, right, she just died. Mm-hmm. And then um, they got the to- toxicology report back and it was like she had all kinds of drugs in her system. But the I think the coroner ruled it a suicide. Okay. And so they were like, that doesn't make any sense. And then when the rest of the money that she had in her bank account was gone mm-hmm. and um, the her kids were contacted to come and pick up her stuff, mm-hmm. he was like, it was an empty purse. Like, that's what she was like. That, that was the stuff that she was giving us. And we're like, where's our mom's stuff? And he's like, oh, she gave me everything. And then oh. returned an empty purse to them. Oh, my God. And so they were like she killed her yeah and so they tried to get the police to move forward on that but with the death certificate not making it suspicious Mm -hmm. they really couldn't do anything and so then when they found out about this yeah about all these dead bodies in her backyard yeah and that they were all dosed and poisoned Mm -hmm. they were like clearly you can see that these things match but there was, they didn't get anything. I mean, there was no. I think they did add her to like the, uh, what she was tried for. Mm-hmm. But again, that one juror who refused to convict her on anything more than three murders. I, I'm just saying. It was just left. Well, I mean, I guess she got her her due but Mm -hmm. she spent the rest of her life in prison and it was a lot longer (laughs) than she than she proclaimed yeah she was in there for a long time um and then see because the picture i showed you of her was in 2009 when she was Mm. probably the age that she originally claimed she was (laughs) and then yeah she died she died in prison well, I would say she probably deserved that. I would say so. So, what do you think, Brandon? Hmm. I know it's hard to judge other people. Oh no, I have plenty of judgmental <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> he's like, oh no, he's he's judging. I am. <laughs> It's just, uh, how do you present your judgments to the world so it doesn't sound like you're judging someone? Right, there you go. I don't even try to do that. I'm just like, here it is. Here's my judgment. (laughs) So so she probably would have been like, I'm a little old lady. And I'd be like, oh, hi, how are you? Good. Mm -hmm. All right. And then then I'd find out she murdered people and be like, oh, okay. Well, you're still a little old lady. So Mm -hmm. let me open the door for you. (laughs) That's that's probably about the extent of my... um, 
Unless she starts like cursing me out and not acting like a little old lady. Yeah. But no, she put on the act. I'm like, all right, yeah. You need to open the door for her to prison. To prison, yeah. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Let me close that cell door for you. <laughs> oh, do, do you have everything you need? Do you need another blanket? You want me to talk to them? <laughs> I'd have been like, you don't get, you don't get a blanket for me. You don't get nothing. Um. Let's see. Okay, so at the end of this article, um, she gives the interviewer a list of things that she needs. Uh, the total is one hundred and fourteen dollars and seventy cents for all the things that she needs, mm-hmm. um, which he does not buy for her. He's all like, "But I won't oblige," and I'm like, "Good for you, dude." Yeah. <laughs> This is what, for the things she needs in prison? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, um, yeah, she wants him to buy dozens of food and beauty care items for her from a prison-approved vendor that will mail the goods to her. Mm-hmm. So she writes all this down in a letter, and she sends the list. And, you know, when he totals it up, it's $114.70, which he's not going to buy for her. Mm-hmm. And he knows that when she receives his letter telling her as much that that's when she'll cut off contact because she's not going to get anything from him. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, I could give her my answer now, but there are a few more questions to ask. (laughs) So I wonder if she ever wishes she had received the death penalty. Maybe I would have been better off. It's the same thing. I'm here until I die. I wonder what she wants when death does come that I can die peacefully in my sleep without being sick or being a cripple. I don't want to be a burden on anyone. I wonder what it's like to be known as a murderer. She turns to look at me. We hold each other's stare. I wait for her to speak. I don't give a expletive what anyone else thinks. Wow. She's not remorseful at all. Is oh, she? no. Well, she had me holding the doors open until that last Until comment. that last line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she's all nice and old lady while she thinks that she can get something from you. It just mm. made me think of like Noah becoming a murderer or something. <laughs> Noah, if you're listening to this, uh, we love you. Yes, <laughs> we don't think you're we don't we think do, you're we a murderer. We do not think you're a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the Chobani yogurt. <laughs> so yeah. I don't feel bad for spoiling that entire thing. First of all, if you haven't heard of Dorothea Puente, you're welcome. Uh, yes. <laughs> But also, there's so much more in that series. Yeah. Like, there's... the And I think I was telling you, like, the first episode, this, I was like, yeah, I already know about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then the second one, I was like, yeah, I already know about that. Cool. The third one, I was like, I don't know about this. What's going on here? <laughs> and then, like, I haven't finished watching all of them yet. Uh-huh. Right now, I'm in the part one of a two-parter. And I'm like, that's a thing people do? Oh. <laughs> I'm like... Ew. This is <laughs> Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? You might have to check out. <laughs> Worst roommate ever. Zora has not disappointed. I'm like, that sucks. Oh my <laughs> god. <awful. laughs> like, don't. Okay, see, it just goes back to show what I said at the beginning. Roommates are not a good idea. Most of the time. Most of the time. Oh. I don't know. The only time I'm I had so a cynical was, and he was a friend of mine, but we had very different schedules. Mm. So 
I'd be at work during the day. He'd be at home. I'd come home. He'd be at work. Mm-hmm. So it was like living alone. Yeah. We just kind of see traces of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Notes. Like, I thought you were taking out the trash. <laughs> we came to an agreement very early on. I yeah. was like, I will wash the dishes if you take out the trash. And he's like, deal. I'm like, deal. All right. Well, <laughs> so, that, that's. And that was it. That was the only time that it was like, uh. <laughs> and then we worked it out. That yeah. Was that. But yeah, we almost never saw each other. Okay. So that's probably a good time you could have a roommate. <laughs> yeah. When do you work? <laughs> When are you asleep? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I hung out with my roommates all the time. They were great. <laughs> I really am glad that you had a good experience. Yeah, I feel bad for them though. They had to deal with my drinking and <laughs> they had to deal with so my cursing. You were the oh yeah, I was I was terrible. <laughs> I was absolutely terrible. They were so sweet though, so I'm really grateful for them. All right, shout out to them. Yeah, very much so. Very good much. job, Jeremy mm-hmm. Powell. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our first episode of March Madness. Yay. We hope you enjoyed it because we really enjoyed talking about it. All right. So listen next week for another episode of Do We Like Murder? That's right. March Madness version. (laughs) 